0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, it's episode 16, Off the Edge. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch. And today we are wrapping up this long journey of creating Ooh. all of the divisions in the <laughs> NFL on how well they did in the draft. Uh, yeah. Before we get into it, and by the way, in case you guys didn't know, this is the AFC West that we're finishing up with. Uh, not the, not the worst, not necessarily saving the best for last, but it doesn't, the order doesn't mean anything. We just kind of decided to do it kind of all over the place, honestly, just kind of figuring it out as we went. No, no order specific. So, uh, before we get into it, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, review, and just a quick little ad read from our sponsors over at bet online who is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet online is your sports Intel headquarters this season, as we have you covered for your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL, golf, to UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, camp. we got the AFC West. We're starting with the Denver Broncos here. And uh, Denver, it's a little interesting, right? They gave up the first round. We've already talked about this, but they gave up the first rounder for Russell Wilson. They also gave up a first rounder for their current head coach, Sean Payton. Um, Mm. You already know what I think about that. I would never trade a first round pick for a coach. I don't care who it is. Um, I don't (laughs) care if Vince Lombardi was reincarnated uh, and was in his prime. I would not be trading a first round pick away for a coach ever. So
1: it starts at the top though, Jake, you never know.
0: Hey. Yeah, but Hey, we saw a lot of guys go off the board in that first round that, Hey, they could have made the Broncos better day one. And now you're (laughs) looking at round two. They, they start off. They, they, go out and get one of your guys and Marvin Mims Jr. who can surprisingly play a little bit above the rim for being a smaller guy in stature. But this guy ran a four, um, three just, you know, electric type of playmaker at Oklahoma. And now you put him in an offense with Corlin Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, uh, even Marquez Callaway, Who's interesting here, Cam, because, um, you know, he played with Sean Payton and the saints, that was one of their, you know, underrated finds. So I wonder if Callaway is actually going to get an opportunity here in in Denver with that familiarity factor. But Mims is a second rounder, my guy. If he's, you know, starting over Jerry Jr. or Tim Patrick, don't be shocked.
1: Mmm, that's a hot take. Go ahead and hot take that one, Jake Marvin Mims. Like you said, uh, he was one of my guys. Uh, 19, 20 yards per catch, Jake. I mean, that the guy's going to catch the football. Any contested pass, he's going to catch it right fifty. He's a 50/50 guy. Like you said, he's not that big, but he's a 50/50 guy, so I see why he went second round. And Jake, going back to your point here, right, with Sean Payton uh now being the head coach and being traded for that first round pick, is that why John Elway left, right? I don't I don't like they did. He get his guy in is like, "Hey, I got my guy in, I'm good to go." And the organization was like, "Hey, get out of here, right? You made this trade, who
0: knows." But what do you think? Hey, I'll 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 be honest with you. The the Broncos got better just off John Elway leaving. I'll just say that right now.
1: Okay, okay. And then Sean Payton. So do you not do you not think that Broncos are gonna get better with Sean Payton coming and stepping in? It's not
0: necessarily anything against Sean Payton. It's that I didn't like the first round pick, but I think Payton is a good coach. I think he's a tad overrated, right? But I think he's a good coach. Um, you know, he's won a Super Bowl. He's been in big games. He has that experience and the hope is they're bringing him in that he can, you know, try to make something out of nothing with Russell Wilson because last year was nothing, right? You, you Can we get that <laughs> Super Bowl winning quarterback? Can we get that Hall of Fame quarterback to show up? Because if not, then we're going to have to pivot to Jared Stidham, my friend, or Ben DiNucci from the sounds of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and another thing too, Jake, Well, I will say, um, playing with the Buccaneers, playing against Sean, um, Sean Payton. He's an excellent coach. He's torched me, right? I play defense and special team. He's torched me single-handedly. So it's nothing but respect going to Sean Payton's way. Um, One thing I do know, Nathaniel Hackett, you know, being a first-time head coach going to the Broncos is tough. I was with Nathaniel Hackett at uh, at Syracuse. He was the offensive coordinator. He might be a better coordinator than head coach. We'll find out if he gets another chance a little bit later. But I do think success starts at the top. So John Elway leaving, does that make things better? Does Sean Payton stepping in as head coach? Does that make things better? We'll see. But Marvin Mims, great first pick. Help out yeah. Russell Wilson. If he's a, if he's a starting quarterback, great first pick to start out, help out the starting quarterback.
0: Well, here's the rationale behind it, right, Cam. Is uh you look at this defense. They signed Zach Allen, right? DJ Jones from San Francisco. Can't forget about him. He's a stud in the interior. You know, they they have guys like Baron Browning, third round pick in twenty twenty one. I thought it was an absolute steal, should have gone higher. Josie Jewell. Alex Singleton, who, who played very well uh, in Philly. You know, you have you add Drew Sanders, who we'll be talking about in a minute. Ooh. Randy Gregory, who they, they paid. Patrick yeah. Sertain, who's one of the best corners in all of football. Kawan Williams, nickel corner. You know, you got guys like Damari Mathis out of Pitt. Fourth rounder last year. Feel good about him. Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, Caden Stearns. Chubb, Chubb isn't know. there
1: anymore, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> Chubb is gone, yes. So... What I will say and in last year's second round pick, Nick Benito, can't forget about him. So um what I will say is that there's a lot going on in that defense, right? And so if your new ownership, you know, uh the the Waltons, right? The Waltons own it now. Like Walmart owns the Broncos. <laughs> no big deal. But uh yeah. <laughs> but um if you're new ownership and you're looking at that defense, you're like, "All right, what's what's our big issue? How can we win these games that we lost last year?" And a lot of those games were close. Cam, that defense played their tail off. Now I will say this: Zero Evero is a big reason, and he's <laughs> out. And Vance Joseph's in, who I will say is not anywhere near as good of a coach as Zero Evero. I'll stand by that. I think Evero is one of the up and coming guys, and um I don't think he had any interest based on last year being friends with Hackett I just don't think he liked where things went so he's out uh it's not to say Vance Vance Joseph can't do something but I think the defense is still going to be good I think they're talented and so I think now you go into this draft cam and if you're new ownership you're like how can I make number three better because I don't know if I have a choice you kind of He's like when A-Rod <laughs> signed that second deal with the Yankees, like they had to play him regardless of how they, fa- I mean, he's a hall of famer. He won't probably go in the hall of fame because of steroids, but that's neither here nor there. Point is hall of fame level player, uh, guy's a huge name, right? And that second contract comes in and now the Yankees are stuck. They got to play him. Right. And then we've yeah. seen this many times. You got to play the, the bigger name, the guy who's making the money. And it's like, even if Russell Wilson's struggling it might be a minute before they switch to a guy like, you know, DeNucci or Jarrett Stidham. And that's the the intriguing thing here with Russell Wilson. So that's where, did he that's have where a good Sean year Payton. last year? Yeah, no. no that's but, where
1: Sean Payton steps in, I think. That's where Sean Payton's like, all right, Russell, you had a bad year last year, but we know you're a Hall of Fame quarterback, you're a championship quarterback. Let me get you right. I coached Drew Brees. I had some time off. Let me let me step in for that. So that's what we're hoping for, Jake.
0: We let me get know. you a weapon right off the rip Just show you, yeah. hey, we're committed to you. We're not drafting no quarterback, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, hey, uh, pick 63. Will Levis wasn't there anymore, but I mean, maybe they could have traded up and gotten him if they wanted him. You know what I mean? I don't know for a fact because I'm not looking at the entire draft, but I'm pretty sure uh what's his face was there. Henan Hooker, who probably would have fit the offense. So mm-hmm. they made the decision to stand by Russell Wilson and say, you know what? We got Sean Payton for you. We got Sean Payton for you. We got Marvin like Mims for you. But we can't neglect the defense because defense matters. You're a linebacker. Drew Sanders, best Ooh. linebacker in this draft. What a pick for Denver. The fact he fell to 67 is ridiculous. I had a first-run grade on him.
1: Yeah, he was at Alabama before. He plays like he was at Alabama before, Jake. Talk about exciting linebacker, bro. Seeing him, it's like anytime the ball snaps, like a big play is going to be made. I like I was like I was like, do I like him? Do I not like him? We'll see. And then just watching him, I'm like, whoa, he's slamming people, Jake. He's tackling people behind the line of scrimmage. He's picking the ball off. Really like Drew.
0: Really good athlete. Um, you know, kind of a hybrid. And I think we we saw a lot of hybrids this year, not just straight up inside linebackers, thumpers, old school thumpers, more like Man, like, uh, you know, we talked about with Herbig, right at Wisconsin, another guy where it's like this guy can play off ball linebacker, but he also has a a thing or two off the edge. And so I think Drew Sanders is another one of those guys that, you know, he's going to give Vance Joseph a pass rusher, but also somebody that can, you know, push Josie Jewell can push Alex Singleton and maybe get in that starting lineup. So. Uh, I also really like 2020 fifth round pick Justin Stern at, uh, obviously from a few years ago. So, I mean, I like the, see the Broncos never ceased to amaze me with their linebackers. I thought Jewel fell, uh, to, you know, when he fell to the fourth round in 2018, I thought he was good value. Um, you know, Baron Browning, who I brought up third round pick. I had a first round grade on him. was my second overall linebacker in that draft. No idea how he fell so far. And I understand it's a third round, but this is great value for Drew Sanders And then they go out and they get a guy who I had as a fourth round grade, but I actually love this pick in Riley Moss. We talked about, he's one of my guys. And, you know, I think he could start day one, Cam. I understand there are people that want to convert him to safety, but I think they drafted him to compete at corner. And I think he's got a chance to push Damari Mathis. I'm not saying he will, uh, you know, get that job over him, but that's a third round pick. That's a high pick for a corner that might not, you know, if you're going to say he doesn't play, that's pretty high pick to, to select uh when you're talking about a team that didn't win many games last year, you know. So I, I really like Riley Moss, uh, just really athletic corner that can kind of, you know, stick with guys and just really instinctive. And I, I think when you add him to that secondary that already has so much talent, it's just a matter of, you know, making the room better, man. You know, and I think that's what they're doing with that pick.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to got Patrick Sertain, right? Uh Damari Mathis and Quan Williams. So he, the uh, Riley Moss, Jake, I really enjoy watching him. my guy. I think one of my notes for him was like, plays like a receiver at defensive back. Any, anytime the ball's in the air, it's like, it's my ball, guy. You're throwing to me, but he's wearing a different jersey. So Riley Moss really liked him. I know he can, we always talk about this, play special teams. He, he's effective in that in that space as well, can return. So Riley Moss, great pick, Jake. The Broncos, so so far, they don't have many picks. It looks like they have what about five picks here in the draft, but they're hitting pretty much on most of these picks. So it's it's looking looking really nice for them. And you can you can say that they hit on Sean Payton as well, or can you not? Right? They traded up some first rounders. You said they didn't hit on Sean Payton, so
0: you know that might affect he, their I, draft rate. I, I mean. I don't think trading a first for a coach is worth it, but that's just my opinion. I don't I don't want to necessarily look at it like that hurt the draft. You know, I just I disagreed with it because you got that first round pick for Chubb and then that first round pick was nullified in my opinion because you didn't you didn't replace Chubb. You just went out and got a, a new coach, which here's this is where this comes into play. You go out and you get Sean Payne. Did you go out and get Sean Payne because no one else wanted to coach here because of how, you know, the, the question marks, who's going to even own this team? Uh, you know, what happened? Hackett has a lot of friends around the league. I mean, he's a well-known and likable guy from what I was told. And uh, it did kind of rub some guys the wrong way. And I think it's why Evera wanted no part of it. I think it's why a lot of these guys, like, um, there was a, there was talk about uh, D'Amico Ryans, uh, you know, being in play. And, you know, he chose the Texans. So, yeah it's it's fascinating because is this was this a desperate trade was this to get Sean Payton because they didn't think anybody else was going to take this job and Sean Payton's come out of retirement sees Russell Wilson opportunity to put himself back in good graces with the league or you know like what was this and so you know I think um it's neither here nor there I mean you know, I don't agree with the first round pick, even it's for Sean McVay's as, as much yeah. as I'm being honest with you. So yeah, no, that's, you know. that's
1: real. Cause that could be, a, he could be a Sean McVay right later in Sean's career. This Sean Payton, Sean McVay, like that, that legacy, it could be similar. What I would say, Jake is when it comes to the head coaching position, there's a lack of black head coach in the NFL. So it's tough to hear like, Hey, no one wants to coach that. Right. Because you got your D'Amico, you got some of these young and aspiring coaches that deserve those positions, but don't get them. So uh it's it's tough to hear that you know but what I will say is I do think having a great head coach like Sean Payton is going to not only affect the gameplay but it's going to affect the whole sporting community in general I think a head coach can last a little bit longer than a first round draft pick first round draft pick might it's NFL my man it's not for long and I do think a head coach might that value might be there um it it can change I think it's going to change a lot and I I like it. I like that pick. So I got, I got the Broncos. I know we got some more picks here, but I got the Broncos as a B plus. Um, I like what they did with Sean McVay, and I kind of like what what they jumped into with uh, with their first three picks so far.
0: Yeah, it, you know it's tough with them because you know they only have five picks. Um, <laughs> but I would say their first four picks out of five, I mean, all guys I could see starting. I really like JL Skinner. I, I don't think he's somebody to sleep on out of Boise State. Once again. I just, I love how Boise State Broncos always end up finding their way to the Denver Broncos. Like it never fails. Um, So I, yeah, I'm going to give it a B just because it's hard for me to give it a B plus when you only had five picks, but I thought they did a nice job. Uh, Alex Forsyth is a solid pick in the seventh. Not anything to go crazy about, but you know, maybe he's a developmental center there. Um, Yeah, I thought it was a good draft. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and grandstand it. Uh, You know, you only had five picks and. You, you know, you traded a first rounder away uh, for Sean Payton and one of the other first rounders were traded for Russell Wilson. We don't even know what's going to happen with him this year. So uh, it's just one of those. It's a B now. But down the road, this this could be a really good draft. I mean, if you you get three like really high end starters, then this changes, obviously.
1: Yeah, and then even going, you know, back to your your JL Skinner piece. I mean, my man, 6'4", 220, right? Playing safety, linebacker, like, you know, I'm I'm gonna have him cover Jake. <laughs> go ahead and go cover somebody because you're that you're that dangerous. Um, and then maybe come in and blitz as well. Um, that DB room is gonna be insane. The linebacker room is gonna be insane. Just from these picks here, um, I see hit an 83 percent coverage grade on P- PPF. So that's that's daggone pers- um impressive. The defense got better. Um, and yeah, like you said, they're 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 all in. They're all in on Russell Wilson right now. I think Sean Payton's gonna add some more creativity and firepower. So we'll see. Hey, are 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 we gonna be when it comes to the Broncos? Are they gonna are they gonna be riding? Are they gonna be riding out? Or are they gonna be going home? We'll we'll see there.
0: <laughs> I think they got four primetime games, so they got a chance to make up for last year. Um, we move on to the Kansas City Chiefs, who won the Super Bowl. Uh, who I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't love their draft. I mm-hmm. I thought they had a chance to literally just dominate the draft. They had a 31st overall pick. They had a 55th, 92nd, 119, 160. Like, I really felt like they were just going to dominate this draft. They got players I like. I'm not hating on the players. I, I just think that they let a lot of guys go. And... Um, Felix and Yudike Uzama really liked that pick. So I'm not going to hate on that. You know, I really like him. He's a guy I had a first round grade on that people assumed he was going to be there in the second. Well, he was not, they needed a pass rusher, obviously. Cause well, yeah, they lost some guys in free agency. Um, Rashi rice, you know, that, that frame, um, big number four, you know, you throw it up to him if you're Patrick Mahomes and he's going to go up and get it. And you know, does he become a starter day one? Well, I'll be honest with you, I don't know why Marquez Valdez-Scantling making $11 million a year. I don't know why he's a starter. Um, <laughs> I, I, he runs really fast down the field, but you know, I, I think when you look at Rashi Rice, he can start. I think they really like Kadarius Toney. I think they really like Sky Moore. Um, there's still some other guys like Amir Smith-Marset. I wouldn't rule out Cornell Powell, Justin Ross, because at the end of the day, you have these guys that are getting to learn the game and learn the position at the NFL level, and Patrick Mahomes can throw them the ball when they get to that next level. And so, I, I think that's an important reminder. And then Justin Watson, who you played with and who I interviewed at the Senior Bowl, he's a he's an emerging guy. I think he could take yeah. over. I think he's a better version of Marquez Valdez Scantling. I think he just doesn't have that that name. He didn't play with Aaron Rodgers, um, but don't sleep on Justin Watson. Uh, Richie James as well can make plays after the catch. But I think that Rashi Rice is going to push himself into the starting lineup. This is a fifty-fifth overall pick on the the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I, I don't see why with that size that he can't make something happen with Mahomes.
1: Yeah, I mean they didn't they didn't draft him for for no reason, right, Jake? Yeah. The first pick they were like, hey, let's get someone to fill this void in free agency. That we had some big boys, big guys leave. Let's let's fill that. But then after that, let's get Patrick Mahomes' weapon immediately. And the fact that they picked Rashi Rice out of SMU, Jake out of all these schools, they picked him. That has to say something. A small school guy, that means he can ball. That means he fits that, chem- that mold. And that's that's really impressive. One thing, some of the notes I had on him were, were, were his yak. Yak is impressive. Big play wide receiver. His yak is impressive. So, you know, you you have, uh, Jake, you know, you got Kelsey. You got different players that can, you know, rack up some yak as well. But Rashi Rice can too. So I love that pick. And then, not only are they getting Patrick Mahomes a weapon uh, on the offensive side, but also getting someone who can protect him. So um, w- Wanya Morris, right, coming out of Oklahoma, um, he's super athletic, Jake. Like, <clears throat> he, he gives me that defensive tackle athleticism where, like, his hips spin really well. Um, as a tackle, you that was one of my knocks, though, was, like, he gets spun around, I think, a little bit too quickly and gets knocked back a little bit too quickly. But now that I'm thinking about it, now I'm thinking about Patrick Mahomes and the way he plays. They're gonna need a guy that's super athletic that could twirl around <laughs> right with all the that's plays that they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a little bit too athletic to be a tackle, Jake. So I'm like, wait a minute, like why is he out there? But and why did the Chiefs pick him? But it's starting to just to make more sense with the type of player Patrick Mahomes is. So I like it.
0: No, that, that's that's cool. So you're saying that they got him to fit his play style. I mean, the guy has. He's very athletic in his past sets. Um, I don't have any issue with him, you know, withstanding that. And obviously you got guys like Joey Bosa coming off the edge in this league, you know, where in this conference twice a year, you know, and it's like Khalil Mack. And I mean, you got to have a guy that has athleticism, but you also have have to have a guy that has anchor and those guys are going to get pushed around those bull rush speed to power moves that like Bosa and, and Mack both have. Um, and then obviously you got to give Max Crosby, you know, some love as well uh, in yeah. this this division. So yeah, I mean, it, it felt a little early for me. I will say that I had a late fourth on him, and there were some better tackles I thought. And I, I guess I'm not really sure where they're going. I, I guess Donovan Smith is going to start at left tackle, but he seems like he's kind of at the end of his rope, if you will, like career wise. And I just. I don't know. I don't feel as confident with him at left tackle. Um, So I thought they might go out and get somebody that might be more ready. I think Wanya Morris is one of those athletic guys might have to go to guard. Um,
1: Yeah. And I I don't,
0: I like you explained it better. I think like how he fits the play style of Patrick Mahomes. Very interesting there. Uh, Chamari Connor was another where I was like, I like the player mentioned him on the show. Felt like this was too early. Uh, BJ Thompson. That was too early. I felt like he was a guy who, you know, probably they could have gotten the 7th, 6th, 7th round, and they, it's funny, Stephen F. Austin, he was like their John Franklin Myers when the Rams grabbed John Franklin Myers in the 4th. Now that's mm-hmm. my guy. So no disrespect to him, but um, you know it's like BJ Thompson. They're like, yeah, you got your diamond in the rough, but then you draft him in the fifth round, and you're like, how much of a how much rough were, was there there? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. did, did you just yeah. pick up the diamond right like on the table? I mean, you know, that's the yeah. thing. So he played, he's
1: played basketball too. So it's like his, his his pass rush toolkit is not crazy. So yeah, I agree with you. I agree.
0: I think a seventh round pick or even a sixth round, I, I would, I'd sell for, like, I feel like that would have been justifiable. They already spent, you know, money on guys like, oh, well, they spent a draft pick on Karloftis, uh, last year's first round pick, you know, Charles and Menahue, Felix and Udike Uzama, they just drafted. So, like, that would have made more sense, I think, just later. But I don't know. Maybe they really like the guy and, and I can't really hate him too much for that. Keandre Coburn is a good pick in the sixth round. I liked him and Mm -hmm. Nick Jones is my guy. So Nick Jones, I interviewed um, on another show and Jones and I talked, I want to say for an hour and a half off the air. Like we Mm. were just like anime, like, uh, you know, football. I mean, whatever, man, like this guy is just chiefs fans are going to absolutely love Nick. Nick, um, and I think Nick's underrated. I think Nick probably could have gone at the beginning of the day three. Um, you know, I think he's got the smarts to play in zone. I think he's got the athleticism to play in man. And I mean, he might be able to move to safety if need be, but I like him at corner at the next level. And this is one of those like late round picks, you know, at the cornerback position, they make their money off these guys. I mean, Legereus Sneed, a fourth rounder, right? Joshua Williams, a fourth rounder. Uh, you know, you have Fenton in the past and you got Traverius Ward, guys like that that maybe you forget about. Nick Jones, don't be surprised if he ends up starting someday down the road. Jalen Watson last year was the seventh rounder in twenty twenty two, and he started in the Super Bowl. So I mean, yeah,
1: I like it. No, Jake, I like it. I mean, I have him as a punt blocker on here, right? Uh, Punt returner on here. I mean, he he does it all. And like you said, it's one of those value picks that's like, ooh, don't sleep on this guy because he he's a sleeper. He might be one of the better sleepers I think out of this whole Chiefs pick um, draft pick here. So. I agree.
0: Yeah. So I think there's at least one starter day one is Rashi Rice. I could see Felix and Yudiki Uzama taking some time to, you know, maybe sit behind Karloftis and Amenahue, but I think he's still going to have a really, uh, you know, his serious role at the, the next level. Um, but I think Rashi Rice is starting day one. I think he's going to be one of the starting wide receivers. He offers more than Marcus Valdez, Scantling, Um, Kadarius, Tony never stays healthy. So if he stays healthy, he's going to be really good. I mean, Kadarius was awesome. When I was watching his tape coming out, I was like, this guy's going to be special, but he's so fast. (laughs) Yeah, but those hamstrings
1: can't keep up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Those injuries, man, are brutal. And then Sky Moore, I wasn't as high on him as everyone else, but he's a second round talent. And I thought, You know, just the way he showed up in the Super Bowl, that touchdown was huge. Like he's already gotten this crazy, like high intensity, you know, stakes, like high stakes, uh, all or nothing type of experience where his best when it was required, he gave his best. Right. He put his best out there. And so, uh, you know, gaining that familiarity with the best quarterback uh, quarterback, excuse me, in football and Patrick Mahomes. Definitely not going to hurt. But I think Rashi Rice, like for fantasy folks out there, I might draft him as early as the first round. Like I might draft oh, him wow. in the top seven, I would say.
1: I uh, because he has
0: Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. Hopefully,
1: hopefully, in, when it's funny because you say that Sky Moore, like you said, that you, you said it, he, he showed up. Super Bowl, he showed up. And I hope he changes that number, Jake. I ain't gonna lie. Twenty-four at the receiver is kind of nasty. <laughs>
0: uh, it's it's gross. Rashi Rice is four, and I'm it's growing on me because Flowers has four, and I think Zay Flowers number looks dope. But yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the single digits. I feel like it works or doesn't with you. Um like I, I didn't love like Cam Akers switching to three. I thought Bateman switching to seven was kind of weird like Rashad Bateman of the Ravens, but I don't know. I thought Odell made three look amazing. I thought he was a perfect three. Allen Robinson's number one was a little odd, I I got to say. Um, I think he know, wore that Penn
1: State too, so I mean, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I, just weird, but uh, <laughs> Rashi Rice is going to be weird because the dude is, like, huge, and he's going to be wearing four. <laughs> yeah. Like, normally those are like, all right, you, you give that guy the teens, maybe he's number you know number 10, number 11, something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know. Fill it out a little bit. But hey, yeah. Rashi Rice though, I I like it though, Jake. You you mentioned it. Um he'll he'll start right away. I agree. There's no way they pick him there coming out of SMU without believing that he will start right away. So um that's that's a big that's a big pick there. Um and then going going back to the edge, Jake, uh with BJ Thompson, um coming out Stephen F Austin. I saw an interview with him. He mentioned he played basketball back in the day. And then one of the one of the folks asked him on the interview, they said, okay, so now that you're, now that you're in college, like, how are you working your pass rush skills? What does that look like? Who are you working with? And he's like, yeah, you know, I just kind of just work off my natural ability, you know, and I didn't like that answer at all, Jake. Yeah, I didn't, that's... I didn't like that answer at all. Um, that's you know, a sigh, I get, man. <laughs> yeah, like I get what you're saying. Like, you're, you're a natural athlete. You step on the field and like you just ball out, but ah, you know, you're going to the you're going to the champs, you're at world champions, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, they're trying to hear that. <laughs> he's trying to hear that you got that, that bag, that you got that pass rush bag. And also to be fair, Jake, right? Like he is going to the NFL, so his off seasons, during the season, he's going to be able to fine tune his craft, which is great. That means his ceiling is high. That means his floor is high, which is good. But the fact that you play basketball, you don't really work on your craft like that, bro, when it comes to the pass rush game where you don't have a coach. It's a little
0: concerning. It's a little cringeworthy. Yeah, that's I'm, why the, that's why they're dropping down a little bit. I don't <laughs> want. Yeah, I don't want to crap on him too much. Um, you know, good for him. He got drafted as Stephen F. Austin in the fifth round. Uh, I think yes. he'll be interesting. I mean, he's in a perfect situation. He's not ready to start, right? So you're going to be seasoned by NFL coaching at the highest level when you're talking about the chiefs, they're not going to some rinky dink organization. So, I mean, this is a guy who's going to get a chance to watch Carl Loftus. He's going to get a chance to watch O'Menahue, even FAU, Felix, Anya, DK Um There'll be plenty of guys for him to, you know, study behind. And then I think hmm, two, three years from now, when you know, the chiefs, and this is the thing you'll get one of those guys that wants to get paid. And the chiefs will be like, Oh, he got BJ Thompson over here and he's ready to go. So see ya. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the payday. Enjoy wherever you're going. You're not winning a, a title like we are, but you, you go and do that. And I think yeah. that was the rationale behind that pick. And I think that was the rationale behind Nick Jones because Nick Jones can play right away. But I think Nick Jones is for, you know, when like Trent McDuffie wants to get paid uh, for when like, you know, Jalen Watson comes to him. Guys like that. And, you know, definitely, definitely uh, uh, Legereus Sneed, who is more than likely going to be wanting his payday very soon. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. No, you're spot on right, with that, Jake, right? We got uh, Chamari Conner coming out of Virginia Tech playing safety uh, and then Nick Jones. So, yeah, they're preparing, right? They're preparing these young cats to then um, take the torch after the veterans leave. And it's a young it's a young Chiefs defense. So it, these guys got a lot of a lot of room to grow. Um, and one thing I do know, people do get hurt, Jake. Next man up, as we know. And so uh, we talked about B.J., we say he might start in a couple of years, but hey, you never know. One guy, a couple guys go down. We might see him sooner yeah. than that. And, and who knows? Another thing, too, I want to know. I want to know who knows how his interviews went, Jake. When he interviewed with the Chiefs, he must have said something in those in those meetings or he's he must have done something during his workouts that were like, hey, <laughs> we need to get him at number at, fifth, at the fifth round, whatever, you know, whatever we're doing. Let's go get him. So, like you said, more power to him. And I hope he balls out at the next level. So.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm going to go. Uh,
1: yeah. going to go
0: with the B, Cam.
1: Same here, same here. I'm going to go with the B as well. Uh, like we talk about Wanya Morris, you know him being the third round, and it's it's like I don't know about that pick, but then you think about Patrick Mahomes and it might be a fit for him. So that's neither here nor there. Uh, but but also too, I, I want to call out Jake the business move right with the, with Uzama and Udeke. Uzama coming out of Kansas State, Kansas City, so that's a good business move. They're getting more butts in the seats, not. Not that they're selling, they're not selling out every game in general with Patrick Mahomes, but that's a great business move um, the Chiefs get to be for me.
0: And he's ready to play day one. I know yeah. I made it sound like he might not play. He will play. It's just a matter of the Chiefs have such good depth. He might not have to start right away, which is all the power to him. So um, we move on to the Las Vegas Raiders, and they are an interesting one here. Okay, they start off the draft. Pick number seven, they get Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. I think he fits perfectly what they're trying to do on the defensive end. Um, so you know he's gonna they they run that you know that four three defense. Um, so I think so, when what happens
1: to Chandler Jones though that's that's my big question. Well, Chandler what happens Jones, to my guy Chan?
0: Chandler Jones, I think probably stays there. What I what I think might happen is that uh, Tyree Wilson might kick in at tackle. Um You know, in a 4-3, I think he could do that. I think he's also going to be, like, he'll be in and out. Like, you still have Jordan Willis, who I like. Uh, You went out and got Byron Young in the third round. uh, Different Byron Young, defensive tackle. Um, (laughs) You know, so I think that they're going to try different things, try different alignments, see what works. They could also trade Chandler Jones. I mean, I think he becomes pretty valuable at the deadline. If this team isn't winning football games, you trade him at the deadline, you get maybe a third-round pick. You know, I I think that's probably the move. Max Crosby's your guy like that. You committed to him. He's a franchise pass rusher. Jones is a little bit older. Um, You know, Jerry Tillery's back, uh, you know, so that's, you know, we'll see what ends up happening there. They also added another in uh, Nesta Jade Silvera later on the draft in the interior. So I feel like they're just trying to give themselves every opportunity uh, to fill every type of well, opportunity, situation, right? You know, Mm -hmm. if you have a bunch of guys that can fit all sorts of packages and looks, and I think it makes your team better. So, you know, instead of focusing too much on, oh, well, on paper, I don't know how this this works. You know, I think now we kind of have to look at it like, man, these guys are mad scientists, you know, they don't make it work, you know, they're going
1: to make it work. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, he's 270 something. So I think you said, put some weight on him, maybe 10 pounds of muscle, like you throw him inside and have him cause havoc over those guards and centers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like it. And not even like, he's not starting at tackle, you know, I don't think like, I think he just, you want to get him on the field any way possible, you Mm -hmm. know, and I think that's the best way. And. Maybe you try, um, and I don't know if they go with this, but maybe you try, you know, some multiple defense as well and have Jones line up as an outside linebacker. And, you know, that way you can kind of still argue that, I mean, he could play the three, four end, um, you know, Tyree. Mm-hmm. So there are different things that they could do to get him involved. I'm definitely not worried how they're going to get involved, how they're going to get the seventh overall pick involved. I can tell you that much. They'll figure it out. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, the guy is a man amongst boys on tape. Uh, another guy who looks that way on tape is 35th overall pick Michael Mayer, who they Mm. traded up in front of the Rams to grab because they were really worried about the Rams getting him. Um, I'm told they would not have selected him at 36. They were always going to go after Steve Avila, but the Raiders get their guy and uh, he's going to replace to a degree. He's going to replace uh, Darren Waller. Who's moving over to the Giants via trade. What's interesting about this cam is they also have OJ Howard and they have Austin Hooper. Uh, who comes Mm. over in in free agency. This is a good tight end room for a guy who utilizes tight ends a lot in Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Damn good tight end room. That's a good tight end room right there, Jake. That might be one of the better tight end rooms, I think, we (laughs) in the NFL at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think day one, Michael Mayer can come in and he can play as a receiving tight end. I think he's a solid blocker. He's not as great as I expected on tape. Uh, But you have Austin Hooper who kind of does it all. I mean, he's not an elite tight end, but he's had some really good years and the way Garoppolo plays, it's not a knock on him, but he plays more safe than sorry. And that allows tight ends like obviously George Kittle eight and guys like that. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to see how that works out for him. Um, I had a higher grade on some of the other tight ends, um, you know, but I think like Laporta for instance, out of Iowa, I think definitely could have hit home, but uh Mayer's a good pick here at 35 and honestly a lot of people thought he'd be a first round pick so um you know I had I actually had a first round talent grade on Mayer and uh Laporte I had Laporte as my number 1 tight end so I think this is a good pick Byron Young adds some beef in the interior Trey Tucker's interesting because he ended up going ahead of uh you know the other um you know Scott uh, the other receiver from uh Cincinnati And, you know, Tucker, somebody I felt like was a little bit reached on here. Uh, I did not expect Mm -hmm. him to go this high at all. I didn't think he'd go ahead of uh, Scott. So that was a little bit of a weird pick, Cam. Ja'Cory and Bennett, phenomenal pick. Exactly where he should go. 104th. This guy has just about every layer of measurables and testing and just tape that you want for a fourth round corner. And he got a little bit overshadowed playing next to Deontay banks, but I'll tell you right now, like Ja'Cory and Bennett doesn't have to start this year for him to be an outstanding pick. However, he could. And here's why Duke Shelley is starting right now. Um, you know, they have a meek Robert Robertson. They got David long jr. in in uh, you know, the off season, they got Tyler Hall. They got Nate Hobbs. I mean, this is a huge opportunity in my opinion for a guy like Ja'Cory and Bennett to just win this job. Now, I thought Bennett would have been smarter to stay in school because I thought if he stayed in school, he probably could have gone the first or second round next year. Mm -hmm. Um, Elite athlete. Like we're talking like RAS score near the top of the top. So, I mean, hey, I think when you, you look at him, he's already experienced playing off a corner. So if he has to play off David Long, I mean, he might overshadow guys like that um don't be surprised if he ends up starting but I don't think he needs to start right away if he's not ready like whatever make it work with Duke Shelley and, and David Long and A Hobbs I think Hobbs is underrated it's been a matter of injuries with him and David Long I mean he was low-key the the under uh appreciated you know secret superstar in the Super Bowl I mean if he doesn't make the certain plays he makes the Bengals probably win the Super Bowl so uh, you know, really intelligent, really well coached, obviously had some great coaches there with the Rams. So, um, you know, I think David Long could could end up having a pretty solid year. And Duke Shelley's been on with all sorts of coaching staffs, and he's still a solid player in his own right. So, you know, I think he's got a chance, but the Raiders will they'll figure it out. I mean, a fourth rounder yeah. does not mean you can't start right away. Aiden O'Connell doesn't have to start right away. He was also drafted in the fourth round. You got Jimmy Garoppolo. You got Brian Hoyer. You got Chase Garbers, who I actually really liked last year, undrafted uh, free agent at um, Cal. But uh, Aiden O'Connell, he reminds me of Goff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I,
0: I've said that. He's you know he's one of the guys we talked about. I think O'Connell has a rocket of an arm and reminds me of Goff.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he plays neck up just like just like Golf does. You're not going to see him running around crazy, Jake. He's going to be neck up. He's going to – one thing, too, um, he's a big window dresser, Jake. You think he's going one way, but he's really hitting that side over there. So I, I really liked O'Connell's tape. He, he's nice in the pocket there. Um, Jake, going back up a little bit to, to Michael Mayer, uh, he broke about every record at Notre Dame. So like you talked about that that tight end room at the Raiders, is going to be super stout. Um, Jimmy G, uh, even Aiden O'Connell, right, in the preseason. He's going to have a lot of targets to go to. O.J. Howard – I mean, Jake, I, I told you about OJ Howard. My man went over top of my head multiple times in practice, uh, you know, four, six, four, five speed, uh, a big cat. He can block um, better catcher than blocker. But that tight end room, Jake, is going to be lethal, I believe. Super lethal. Um, I'm with you. And, and then going uh, to, to Byron Young. uh <laughs> There's multiple Byron, Byron Youngs here, uh, but this Byron Young, um, two ninety five six three, Jake playing in the inside. I, I got a Michael Brockers uh, comp for him. He's he's a long guy, very explosive. You know, you'll see him a lot of time with his tape. He'll break through the line of scrimmage, and then he has like this burst, this like extra burst where he just swallows up the defense or uh, the offensive uh, uh, running back like like nobody's business. So I, I love that um, that extra burst by him. And then you mentioned the reach with Trey Tucker. He had, he had Desmond Ritter throwing the ball to him a couple of years ago. So, you know, he, he was set up nicely, but he didn't, he didn't really, really impress me like that. Jake, like I cut on his film, you know, it was decent. Um, You know, the yak was great. You know, the gadget play when he's running behind the line of scrimmage uh, kind of Brandon Powell ish. Uh, I know we have a lot of Rams references, but he didn't he didn't really really impress me. So I'm curious to see how he'll do um at the next level. I'm sure he will mature um once he once he gets there. But yeah, very, very, um, very questionable piece. I'm curious how, how that goes. And then going to the safety position, um, Christopher Smith coming out of UGA. Um, he has great closing speed, Jake. I mean, my man can my man can come from the 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 top of the numbers, right? Um, 20 yards back in this position to come down to the line of scrimmage and make a play in the backfield. Coming out of UGA, right, uh, national champion, twice, two times over. Jake, it feels like these UGA guys are getting drafted left and right. Like, I know we went through this whole process, and these guys are everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. So,
0: it's, it really feels that way. And, um, yeah, you know, this draft class weird because it's like I want to give – a high grade because Tyree Wilson Mayer, young. I like Bennett and O'Connell, but like the rest of the draft class just doesn't fill out that well for me. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a B plus because of the addition of Jake Corey and Bennett, I think getting him in the fourth, um, Mm -hmm. I just think that it's just going to really... That's the guy where, all right, you expect Mayer to be really good, right? You expect Wilson to be good. You expect Young to be good. Um, Trey Tucker could end up be good, being good and like making us look stupid, but Jacorian Bennett, I'm expecting to be really, really good. And it's just a matter of, you know, he left a little too early, in my opinion. Would have been probably a first or second next year. So you're getting a guy that is coming out early could have benefited another year of college, but let's look at this from the other perspective. Now he's getting a chance to, you know, work on his craft and, you know, there he is, you know? So yeah, I'm going to give yeah. it, I'm, I'm going to give it a B plus.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a B Jake. Um, and the reason why I say that one person I also want to call out is Amari Bernie uh, out of Florida. I know he played, uh, played safety and then now moved down the linebacker uh, one, one play that really sticks out to me versus utah but utah they were playing uf and they had them on the ropes um great game and my man called game in the red zone i think they were only up by three utah was going to go win it um their quarterback uh, is a beast and amari bernie had an interception to call game on that so um yeah they they did okay they did okay in the draft we've seen worse in this in this draft jake and i think the raiders they did pretty decent so i'm gonna give them i'm gonna give them a b on this end um But like you said, the sleeper is Jacorian Jacorian Bennett. And also, I'm going to say, too, Jake, Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell, I'm going to say that because with Jimmy G, Jimmy D, he does get hurt every now and then. And so they're going to need someone to to really really step in and make it happen. We talk about Brian Hoyer being there. Um, It's an older veteran, Jake, older older veteran. So I think um, Aiden O'Connell can learn from all those guys and do very well. So um, I I like that pick, and I'm going to move it up to B-plus now. Now that I'm talking through it, Talking about Aiden and him being there as a uh, as a reliever as we talk about believing Rams, quarterback, that is currency. I think Aiden's a good currency piece. I'm gonna give him a B plus as well.
0: And now looking at the Chargers, okay, and we don't have a ton of time, but uh Quentin Johnston, the, the pick was weird because I'm like, don't they already have Quentin Johnston a.k.a. a K Mike Williams on the roster? You know, a big thing that you and I talk about a lot is diversifying. You know, diversifying your portfolio, diversifying your wide receiver room, your running back room. Like I want the scat back, I want the bulky back, I want the guy that can do a little bit of everything. Wide receiver, I want the the stockier, the shorter guy that can make plays over the middle in the slot. I want the the big bulky receiver on the boundary that, you know, just can go up and high point the football. And then I want maybe a, a you know, a possession guy. That's a little bit better than the slot guy, right? Whatever it is um, or, you know, whatever. So Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Quinton Johnston, Zay flowers was right there. Like I, I was really shocked. They didn't pick Zay flowers. I thought he would have complimented this offense on another level and Joshua Palmer is a hundred percent good enough to be a number three. Okay. He may not be a high end number three, but he's good enough to be a number three. And he was big down the stretch last year. So Quinn Johnston uh, was surprising. He's still a very good player. It surprisingly doesn't play with as much aggressiveness as I expected. He's more of a yards after the catch guy, um, which again, you're just not something you expect. You know, he doesn't have the physicality yet, but I think when he gets a chance to grow into his body and these coaches are like, you can go up and bully people. Like when he realizes that, when he can consistently do it, because you see flashes, when he can consistently do that, he's going to be a problem. I think uh, Tule Tua Piloto, your guy who you mentioned repeatedly, I think that's another guy you're adding to a defense that, you know, look, I mean, this guy has a chance to play. I'm not saying he's going to start over Bosa or a Mack or whatever, but <laughs> he's got a chance to to be in the rotation there. You know, he comes in and sub packages. He's the second round, you know, pick here 54th overall Diane Henley. That is the best pick of this draft for me because mm. Henley was one of the best linebackers. I loved watching him play. And I think Diane Henley is going to end up being a starter very soon. He doesn't have to right away. They sign Eric Kendricks. They have Kenneth Murray jr. But don't be surprised if he's starting next year or the year after. And I think yeah. he's going to be playing at a high level. So, I don't know. I I, I like the draft. It's just I have a little – I have some questions about the fits. I, I yeah. guess that, that's where we're at.
1: No, that's that's fair, Jake. And what I, what I will say is when it comes to Keenan Allen, my man does get hurt every now and then. I know he's not always in the game of play. And so with Quentin Johnston, he might be someone that's like, hey – You know, I know you mentioned it. He doesn't play like his size is. Right. He kind of like, you know, you're an elephant, but you kind of play like a mouse. Not that he does that, but (laughs) we we want we want to maximize. Right. We want to maximize and kind of go past what you think you are. And I think Keenan Allen and really Mike Williams, I think Mike Williams is going to be the one to say, hey, I'm not the number one guy. You're not going to be the number one guy. But this is how you play like the number one guy. I mean, there are times, Jake, when I think Mike Williams is the number one guy. I know Keenan Allen. He does his thing, but Mike will, <laughs> Jake, right? we we seen him torch the Rams like over and over and over again. So I think Mike Williams may will be able to teach that to Quentin Johnson. So, like you said, it, it's a fit thing, but also, too, there is a it is a legacy piece to this. So they might just be filling in the, you know, backfilling and making sure folks are okay. Peloto, Jake, led the Pac-12 in sacks. Come on, fam. Like, that, that's my guy. He's going to a, a defensive line that... That might need some people to backfill as well, right? We we talk about Khalil Mack. uh, We talk about Bosa. Those guys can get hurt. Khalil Mack, he's been playing for a good amount of time now, Jake. We need somebody that can go ahead and also push him, number one. And then number two, be someone that, A, if Khalil Mack is not here anymore at some point in time, you still got Bosa you still got uh, Tui Palo, too. So I think that's a real smart move, Jake, too. Coming from USC to Chargers, that's a business move more than anything. I think we talked about him going to the Rams, so – the Chargers must have heard it and snagged him. So I love that piece there. And then finally uh, with Henley, Jake. There, when I watched him, when I watched him, I was like, this guy, this guy is where he needs to be at all times. His feet are always set. Um, he's always, he's always in the best position possible. If that makes sense. Where when it comes to a linebacker, that linebacker play, that means. That means he's in the film room. That means he's the uh, the the coach on the football field. And like I said, he's always in the proper spot. Um, he's always in the proper spot. And I like to see him play. Um, and, yeah, he's just – oh, and talking about um, closing out a game. One play that I really like to see from him, um, they were playing Idaho. Uh, and he closed out – he called game on Idaho as well. So you had two guys that uh, we talked about, that call game at the linebacker position. I think that's really big. Like you think about it in basketball, last shot who's gonna get the last shot? It's our best player, and so you're on defense. The best player on defense was able to get that last shot and show out on that side of the ball. So with Henley, um, I, I love that piece here. And then Jake, I know we're coming up on time here, but I'm um, going to the tackle position of Jordan McFadden coming out of Clemson. Um, my man got a neck collar on, Jake. Uh, my notes for him, my, my notes for him were stout. Um, one thing about him is when he grabs people. He does not let them go, and um, that's one thing that I think the charters are going to really like. Uh, Like I said, he has a neck collar. He has a strong grip, and he moves people. Um, He handles stunts really, really well, so I like that piece here. Oh, sorry, Jake. Finally, my last one, Uh, Scott Matlock, um, energy heartbeat guy. I know he's playing defensive line on the inside, but – um, I think he's a guy that Sebastian Joseph Day is gonna really like, Morgan Fox is gonna really like. Um, he caught a touchdown, right playing full, fullback. Um uh the coach called him a coach in the room. So they got some they got some nice pieces, Jake. The Chargers, they get an A from me.
0: Yeah. Um I wow. So it it's funny. I don't know if I'd give him an A. I'd probably say I'd say this is a solid B draft. Um I thought it was it was pretty solid. I mean, Darius Davis was a little bit of a reach for me. I like the Max Duggan pick late. Scott Matlock, solid pick. I like Jordan McFadden. I like Diane Henley. I'm not as high on Thule as you were. I, I had more of a late third, early fourth. And then Quentin Johnson, I just feel like they missed a, an opportunity where Zay Flowers is like having Antonio Brown on that offense, in my opinion. So yeah. they, they got Darius know. Davis though.
1: They got Darius. they got his homeboy. Ah. Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, uh. I I I don't know about that one. Uh <laughs> I'll, I'll say it's a B. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick by B. I think okay. the best draft was actually the Raiders surprisingly. Um mm. thought they had a, a pretty solid draft. All in all, I don't think these teams got worse. I mean, it's not like, you know, they drafted and got worse, but I think that's going to do it. Before we get into well, before we get into the ending here, uh special happy birthday to Hall of Fame running back Thurman Thomas. He turns 57 today. Two-time All-Pro. Five time Pro Bowl and uh, NFL MVP. 12 years with the Bills, one year with the Dolphins. He started 160 games, had 16 and a half uh, plus all purpose yards and 88 total touchdowns. A special happy birthday to Thurman Thomas.
1: All right, Big Thurman. Happy birthday, my guy.
0: <laughs> 57, and uh, we had Evan Smith yesterday. So we've been hitting the running backs, uh, but that's going to do it. We appreciate you guys hanging in there. It's been a long series. We'll have all the clips and everything on our uh, YouTube channel. You can follow us uh, on Twitter at off the edge show at camera Lynch, 50 at JK Bogan and uh, on YouTube. Just look up off the edge and you'll find our channel, but that's going to do it for us. Special thanks to betonline.ag and we'll see you guys next time. Later folks.